Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, good afternoon and welcome to an expanded Inside Sources. Glad to be with you. My name is Jason Perry. I'm the director of the Hinckley Institute of Politics at the University of Utah. I'm so happy to be joined by... Hi, I'm Morgan Lyon-Cotty. I'm the associate director at the Hinckley Institute, working alongside Jason Perry. Yeah, we're just so glad to be on the, on the air with you today, Morgan. And, of course, we're here filling in for the great Boyd Matheson. Uh, so glad that, to, to be able to work with him at the Hinckley Institute of Politics, but also with his very important role here at KSL News Radio. Uh, we have a really significant afternoon. We got some great guests with us today as well, but we're going to start here at the beginning where I guess is kind of true to form for Boyd Matheson. Even when he's not here, he's still working, right? Can't, can't stay away that guy. No, Boyd is always on the clock and I'm, I'm pretty excited about this because he was able to do an interview uh, with uh, Facebook COO Sheryl Sandberg, uh, who is talking about the Eagle Mountain Data Center, this huge, amazing project, uh, which which uh, she talked about. This is a great interview from Boyd. He sat down with her. It's kind of a big get for him, right? So she had a pretty big, ske- busy schedule. She was able to do it because it is Boyd Matheson. We always say yes when this Boyd. So let's hear for just a moment from Sheryl Sandberg, who is uh, who's talking just about this data center, but also about minority-owned businesses, small businesses. Great interview. Let's have a listen. This is where we think again, where we try to dig a little deeper, explore a little broader, challenge our assumptions a little bit more, and when necessary, disagree just a little bit better. So let's begin. Think you know the news of the day. Very pleased uh, today again. to be joined by the COO of Facebook, Cheryl Sandberg. Uh, Cheryl is also the co-founder and board chair of Lean In, which we'll come back to in just a minute. Uh, but Cheryl, we appreciate you joining us uh, online today. And uh, Facebook has a lot of good things happening here in the state of Utah. Yes, we're really excited. So I'm visiting Utah today, virtually, as is the case with coronavirus, but I'm super excited to be here. That's great. Uh, Well, part of your virtual tour, of course, is uh, the Eagle Mountain Data Center, uh, which uh, began back uh, breaking ground back in uh, 2018. And uh, Facebook has been making a real significant investment in Utah. Tell us just a little bit about that and and some of your activities here in the Beehive State. So, look, we think of um, Utah as a really growing tech center, and we're pretty excited about our data center. We're building it now in Eagle Mountain. Uh, We broke ground in 2018. We're going to be operational in July of this year. 
Um, it's a billion-dollar investment with, you know, an ongoing 200 jobs, but it's 1,250 construction jobs during peak construction. Um, and we're excited to be operating. We are trying hard to support the community. We've done millions of dollars in community giving. We've done some great hiring here. And we also work with small businesses around, uh, around Salt Lake City and Utah. Um, we have so many exciting, great small businesses um, that we work with here. And so it's been a great place for us to build community. Oh, that's great. And I, I'm, I'm going to come back to the small business community in just a second, but uh, I want to dig down just a little bit in terms of some of your uh, community investment priorities as you've come into the state, uh, dealing with everything from uh, equity uh, and inclusion. Fun, tell us just a little bit about that. So, you know, we care a lot about about equity and inclusion, and we've done a lot of grant making through uh, the year, you know, it's been a tough year. We did a hundred million dollar um, initial uh, grant around the world to help small businesses through COVID, and we gave forty of that to the U.S., half of that to minority and women and veteran-owned businesses. And then after the murder of George Floyd, we did another hundred million for Black-owned businesses and creators, and some of that went to uh, creators and small businesses in in Utah as well. You know, I think it's incumbent upon all of us to uh, do what we can to build out, uh, out diverse communities, make sure we're hiring diverse employees. I think one of the things that's nice about Utah is uh, the growing Latinx community, and that's a big part of why I think companies are attracted to Utah. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's a real growing place uh, with a, a really interesting cross section. Uh, we like to think of it not just as the crossroads of the West, but the crossroads to the world uh, with a, a really nice free market economy and great institutions, a civil society. And of course, uh, with Silicon Slopes and uh, that surrounding community there in terms of, of really having a, the entrepreneurs and small business owners uh, have a place where they can really launch and go. And I know that's been an important part of your efforts uh, at Facebook over the, the last year. Of course, the pandemic has, has hurt small business in a in a big way. Uh, how has Facebook engaged with the small business owners, the small business community to sort of reimagine uh, how business gets done? Well, the migration to businesses going online was happening before coronavirus. But I think it really sped up with, with, with the virus. You know, there was a third of small businesses before the pandemic that didn't have any online presence at all. And for those businesses, you know, setting up an online presence is a hard thing to do, right? Like, you're running a small business. You make candles. You're a plumber. You're a baker. Getting a web presence is hard. On Facebook, you can get one, and it's fast, and it's minutes, and it's free. And so a lot of people um, started that migration, and I think even more did it, did it through this time. And we're seeing, you know, amazing results. I'll give you a local example. Uh, Jill Johnson owns something called The Paint Mixer. It's a paint and wine studio. Before the pandemic, she had two locations. So when coronavirus hit, she knew she needed to pivot. She went down to one studio. But, you know, studios were closed. People could not come into that studio. So she started developing art kits that she could deliver to customers, and she started doing art classes live on Facebook. And then she created the Van Gogh Mobile Studio to go to outdoor pop-up events. And she used our ad system. She used personal ads to find customers for events at the reopened studio. She targeted words like parents for kids' classes. And listen to this. She targeted people looking for love for date night paint and sip classes. And so... 
you know, this is a totally offline business, a paint and wine studio that, that was able to survive the pandemic by doing things online that she had never done before. And there are so many, I have so many great stories just from today of businesses that have done that so well in, uh, in the Salt Lake City, Utah area. Oh, that's great. I love that. And uh, we love our entrepreneurs here. And uh, again, that being creative in terms of making those pivots uh, and those shifts uh, really is the key. Uh, I know one of the programs that you've really uh, emphasized and pushed forward during the pandemic uh, was to help Black-owned and other minority-owned businesses. Uh, tell us just a little bit more about those programs and maybe some successes there. You know, after the murder of George Floyd, and I know we just, we all know we just marched the year anniversary, it's such a tragedy and such an unnecessary tragedy. But I do think it created a greater consciousness of the ongoing racial justice and inequity. Black-owned businesses have been hit hard. Black-owned businesses closed at twice the rate of, of SMBs during COVID. So as I said, we did $100 million for Black-owned businesses, creators, and nonprofits. But I think even beyond that, I think people wanted to help. Millions of people wanted to find ways to support the black community. We had 3.5 million people on Facebook who joined new groups to support black-owned SMBs since COVID started. And then two of our employees, Rachel and Remy, who came to a session we had internally after the murder of George Floyd looking for things we could do, they came up with what I think is one of the best ideas ever, which was Buy Black Friday. So you know what Black Friday is, right? It's the day after Thanksgiving where everyone starts their, hol- their holiday purchasing and gifting. We went out with a Buy Black Friday guide. So these are Black-owned businesses that you can support. And millions of people tuned in uh, to support those businesses. Pretty, pretty exciting to see what happens when communities come together. Yeah, and that is the key. It is the community, and I think one of the the hallmarks of Facebook is creating that sense of community and that connection. Well, such an interesting first segment, uh, Morgan, having a chance to hear from Cheryl Sandberg, which is you know sort of visionary in these areas. I mean, a couple of things before because we have a, a part two uh, coming up where we're going to talk about digital privacy, which is is significant. I thought it was it was interesting to note that that Utah, you know, for sort of a, a smaller state by comparison to some of the rest, we've got some of the the biggest names in the world making pretty significant investments in in the state of Utah, Facebook being one of those. I don't know some of your thoughts about that because, you know, you say, hey, um, this is a name known everywhere in the world, and they chose a place like Utah. Yeah, it is interesting, especially as you're driving in Salt Lake County and Utah County, Point of the Mountain, you see some of those just worldwide recognizable names. But I love this focus on the local businesses, right, that we hear about, you know, we don't want to worry about these big businesses taking over local communities and economies. We're still helping those mom and pop shops, those minority owned businesses. Yeah, it's, it's so true. I, that was something I wasn't expecting to hear in that conversation so far. It was Facebook. We know what we think it is, but really sometimes it's about helping the small businesses too. We hear more about this and more conversations, particularly when it comes to digital privacy, when the great Boyd Matheson finishes his second part of this interview with COO Sheryl Sandberg when we come back. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.